Hi everyone, and welcome to our podcast inside SAP S4 HANA. There's no customer success without product and project success. In this episode, we talk about the topic of variant configuration. And to answer all your questions around this topic, I have Marine Ukalovic, Chief Product Owner for Digital Configuration Lifecycle here at SAP on the show today. Marine, welcome to this podcast. Hi, Markus. Thank you for having me. Marine, the pleasure is also on my side. Uh, you are a renowned author of uh, SAP Pressbooks and an engineer at heart. What got you into the subject of variant configuration? Yeah, that's a long story, Marcus. Before my SAP time, I was an engineer, so a mechanical engineer studied that. And uh, when I joined the company, which was uh, end of the 90s in the last millennium, my mentor was run this topic. He handed it over to me from the early days. So I started from the beginning of my SAP career with this topic. And since I never got into this now I know everything mode, I'm still with it and I'm continuing the topic now in a different role. I'm not longer in the sales area and pre-sales area. I'm now in the product development, product management role, and I'm still happy with it. Great to hear, Marine. Um, here's a little secret of myself. My second job at SAP was also in pre-sales. <laughs> But uh, let's uh, focus on the today's topic. And the variant configurator, advanced variant configurator, um, is a direct successor to the LOVC application component. And can you maybe explain um, why the SAP Advanced Variant Configuration Solution was introduced and what makes it stronger in comparison to the old LOVC uh, solution, actually? Good question. So, uh, you know, when we started or when SAP started uh, the overall Esfahana story, uh, we started also to investigate into uh, variant configuration, into LOVC, how to move it to S4 and uh, if it makes sense or no. And uh, we spent close to a year together with well-experienced partners and customers, if this makes sense. And after this year, we saw that it, it's not the best way to do it. And we decided together with a huge investment case from board area to invest in a completely new, from scratch-based, G-code-based engine together with the Fraunhofer Institute. And the uh, reason was... Yeah, all the LOVC was old, was not integrated that good, was not the best engine. And uh, when we started doing it, we, of course, focused on several areas. The one is um, the user itself, the better guidance for a sales user, for example, usability, how to use it. We have Fiori now, pure Fiori UI. We have filters for him to make the configuration easier. We have uh, undo, redo functions, as you know it, from Microsoft applications in Excel over the PowerPoint. So the, the guy who was using it was in focus, of course. And then most important, even more important, the modeler, the guy who's building the product, which needs to be configured. So uh, we, you know, we have two user types. The one is standard user, the one is the professional user. The professional user is the guy building the product. We introduced to him a new trace, much, much more better than the old one. A new inspector showing every object he wants to change. A new syntax is possible now. We have new tables. You can enter wildcards, negative tables. You don't need to maintain everything. What's possible, you could focus on the minority, meaning what is not possible, and then let the engine run. And of course, we focused on the business processes behind variable configuration, uh, steps which would help the, the user to get uh, faster to the result. 
For example, creating material variants is now possible via one click in the sales order. You can say, hey, this is often sold. Let's make a material variant. It's just one click. You can start with configure to order and then move also by one click into the engineer to order process. So if you find out that the customer is asking for something which is not possible in the current model, you can then start the ETO process, hand over to engineers, then they build something on farm level or uh, routing level, and then switch back. We have integration to planning, advanced ATP product allocations running. We have now uh, quite this year, or what introduced this year, a solution order and solution quote integration. So we offer uh, capabilities which run into the solution business, meaning configuring product, services, subscription, and other objects combined into one. We are part of the two-tier scenario for customers running as for private cloud and public cloud and hand over uh, objects here. And we have, uh, for example, cross-plant procurement also for configured products. So a lot more than that would I just showed or explained. Uh, as I said, it's enough to fill a book. Thank you, Marin. That sounds great. I was able to test the new trace functionality as well, and I have to agree, it's awesome. But uh, let's move away maybe from the technical aspects, uh, the improvements we had on that side. And maybe we go more into the business world and hear what I see in the market um, that organizations are currently facing uh, trade-offs between yeah, standardization and also customer individuality. So last time I configured a car and I was able to choose a, a tremendous variety for a combustion engine car. But for an electric car, my options were very limited. Where do you see the market going in terms of variant configuration? Um, for me, it's not clear and probably for you. But do you also see artificial intelligence or machine learning business cases in certain industries popping up or coming along? Yes, indeed. Uh, just an example. Recently, I uh, visited Daimler in Sindelfingen and uh, in the new factory 56 where they built the S-Class and the Maybach. And we had uh, in, the, in the hall uh, several sessions regarding AI and machine learning integration into supply chain processes. Uh, invited by a group of people called Operations Research, uh, driven by universities in Stuttgart and Munich, was really nice to see, really, really experienced people, very intelligent people. And what came into my mind when you asked this question is that, especially this topic was mentioned by uh, OEM. How can we change? How can the seller change the behavior, the buying experience, the behavior in these times? And he especially mentioned COVID because a lot of things changed during COVID. You know, we had an impact in the supply chain. Not everything was deliverable. They had a lack of material. They needed to tell the customer, hey, you cannot get what you want. You need to wait. Maybe you will not get it. And then they found out that they maybe need to change the strategy. For example, especially regarding electric cars, they now implement this more and more. Is they, they move away from this huge variety you just mentioned when you can click on everything and start focusing, start guiding, create selling bundles. As you know, the package X, Epsilon, whatever, you know, bundles of take this and this and this. The business bundle we also know from SAP cars. Reduce complexity is really important. Not everybody is longer interested in having these huge sessions in configurations. Nobody wants to configure by the way. And moving away from just selling cars, meaning in numbers, sell as much as you can, moving towards sell the margin-related features, sell the more expensive parts, guide the customer towards what you want to sell, not what he wants to buy, and do this so intelligent that he doesn't recognize the way you're doing. 
So this is what I learned. And it was really impressive because it was not only one company, it was two and three companies telling exactly the same thing, is how to use AI, because you, of course you can write rules and say, if you click on this, then take this. If you take red, then choose large, whatever. But use AI technologies to find out how the customer will end up with the order when he started in a specific way. And this is something where we need AI support and machine learning. And uh, this is where we also start investigating. So in, uh, in my case, uh, the machine already knows what kind of car I will configure in the future, right? Yes, if you start with the biggest engine, you will end up in a black sports car, right? <laughs> uh, uh, great. When I talk to um, customers um, that use configurable materials, I yeah, usually hear that uh, lifecycle management is, is very important to them. It's the first point that usually comes or questions in that direction. And here I'm talking about changes, for example, to characteristics or attributes, uh, rules, prices, and um, as well as parts list or routing structures within an existing data model. What is your advice on a best practice approach to handle this um, so that organizations stay or become actually competitive? Yeah, very good. As you maybe noticed in how you introduced me, you know, uh, my title is called Digital Configuration Lifecycle and not uh, variant configuration or advanced variant configuration. The reason behind we have an investment case called exactly the name Digital Configuration Lifecycle is the importance of this viewpoint you mentioned. We're not talking about the configurator. We're not talking about a specific way an engine runs. For example, a sales configuration engine does sales configuration. So he sells something, he maybe derives the right pricing and that's it, right? Then you have a list of characteristic values and, and that's it. You could hand over the printed out document to production and say, please produce. A bomb exploding engine explodes bombs, right? Then you have a max bomb, for example, and you have rules behind every item. And then based on the configuration engine result, you have a bomb for your specific car, for example. Calculation of routings is made uh, also in the so-called low-level area. And what's important, and I think this is the differentiator of SAP to other competitors which focus on one level, what I just mentioned, for example, sales, is that we connect each other. And that's really crucial to see the topic variant configuration as a process, not as an engine. Of course, you need an engine, but more important and more value is coming out if you understand that this is a process which starts from the very first idea. You want to create a new product, a new feature, a new option, introduce a new pricing, introduce a bundle combination, whatever. This first idea needs to be incorporated, for example, by requirements management into the product model, then you need to take care about the product, the material master, you need to add the description, you need to have pricing, you need to have bonds, you need to have a routing, costs, you have marketing. So it's it's all a life cycle. And then you will decide, of course, this product is no longer available, so you need to to yeah, set it out of the market. This is the reason why we call, since I joined SAP, I think this is really old, this, this mantra is model once, configure anywhere. See it as a process, model it one time, but add everything every user, every consumer needs to run this lifecycle process and not to calculate an engine. Great, Maureen. I like your mantra, uh, model once, configure anywhere. And I think um, that my next question goes a little bit also in that direction. We all know that inefficiency or yeah, inefficient offers lead to lost customers and lost revenue. And personally, um, when I want to receive an offer, I configure products on, on a website or even an app. 
And sometimes I get frustrated as the UX is horrible or the configuration is not working properly, whatever it is. And so how or what can SAP do to make the quotation, uh, configuration process a very good uh, user experience for our customers? Yeah, coming back to this model once configure anyway, and I like it also this mantra, this concept. Yes, of course, we, if possible, and I would recommend doing this, do it one time. Use the same data all over because then you will get rid of any error and you will not sell something which cannot be produced. And you will not offer something which is uh, has bigger costs than revenue. But of course, it is super important that not that there's not one UI, not one UX. It always needs to be targeted towards the user of the application. So if you have a backend user, this guy wants to run really, really fast through a configuration. He wants to have fast data entry, for example. He wants to be able to switch immediately between CTO and ETO stream. He wants to incorporate the engineer into the whole process and so back and forth. And he needs a special UI for that. So this is an S4. But if you are a sales user, for example, and you just do sales and you have maybe a CPQ application, then you run, you would like to run a CPQ or a configure price code oriented tool and UI running on the same master data, but having a different UI, different behavior. And even more important, what you mentioned is if you are an end customer, a B2B consumer on a commerce platform, have no clue about the product itself. You don't know which rules are firing. You don't know how many characteristic values you need to enter. You need to have a guidance. So what I want to say is even having one model, it's super important not to have the same UI for every user. You need to address every user differently. And this is, I think, a task we solve with our different offerings in this uh, lifecycle business. I have worked with a client uh, in the past and uh, they have seen that they have a very complex variant configuration setup, um, mainly uh, self-developed for many, many years. Um, so that means uh, they have a multi-level uh, bill of materials with are uh, configured to the yeah, 25th or 26th uh, level even. And here the challenge was that um, often customers were asking um, for changes in configuration to the last moment. So the saying in the company there was, uh, <laughs> uh, till the machine is actually on the truck. And what do you think is the best approach? I mean, we have seen um, the AI case you described before, where you go sort of like uh, into the product recommendation area. But what would be your advice, especially for this company, um, if they say they cannot reduce the complexity, how would you handle late changes and variant configurations? Yeah, this is, uh, from my perspective, a typical German a statement. Yeah, we change we change the piece on the truck, even if the foil is on it and it's it's colored and, and the customer calls I want to have it differently. It's not easy to answer, to be honest. I know because I, I'm that long with the company and, and the, the systems, even in our three times we have solutions helping to solve this issue. It was called so-called order change management, meaning simulating a change, see what the result of this change would be and then decide maybe by rules or maybe by human interaction if you go with the change out of the sales order. The standard behavior is still the same, meaning that before you save or after saving the configuration and sales, you will open planned orders, right, with, with um, the subsequent uh, documents and objects like bombs and routings and planned orders. And in the moment you switch them to production orders and you fixate them, then they are fixed, right? Until then, a change is not an issue. After that point, it's getting hard. And uh, it's, as I said, not so easy to, to answer. 
So I would say if you have a specific customer in mind, we should start talking maybe in a different meeting to find a way how we can solve that. And maybe AI or machine learning could help because I have a, a case in my mind where uh, machine learning has helped to, to explode bombs uh, differently and routings and calculate routings. And maybe this is a chance to change last minute stuff. But it's independent from configuration, by the way. It is uh, always hard to change when you started producing. I can tell you how they uh, developed it on their own, how they solved it, uh, but painfully. But let's come back maybe um, to yeah the SAP product recommendation. Uh, product uh, we just released um, here at SAP and um, yeah, do you foresee other use cases for artificial intelligence maybe also in the field um, of varying configuration? You already talked about a couple, but maybe you can also touch more be, and on the SAP product recommendation also explain that a little bit uh, because I don't know if everybody out there knows what we really mean with that. Yeah, that's the first one which we release right now and absolutely, yes, we all heard all-in approach from SAP. We are in AI. And I see a lot of opportunities, especially because of this complex uh, process, learning configuration, to help customers. And just to name a few, which we started doing by mockups and, and proof of concepts is maintenance of rules, right? Nobody wants to maintain rules. Why not asking AI or ChatGPT and say, hey, I want to have a rule making this and that. And it works. Machine learning based calculations. In the bomb areas, the routings, we have partners already delivered uh, solutions to calculate routing times based on machine learning because you don't have time to, to make a fast quote and the customer doesn't read the fourth quote. The first one who's sending a quote and it needs to be really accurate. And if you, if you have a complex product, you would need to have a, a lot of calculations. Machine learning can help here. So it's a lot of things we, we're starting to investigate and product recommendations also to find out the right way through the configuration to get you to the right product based on machine learning uh, experiences, right? You can, as said, you can do a lot of things with rules, but you will end up in huge lines of coding and maybe you're going to the wrong direction. And why not asking the experience? Machine learning is nothing else than experience. It's like you would ask a thousand people what they experienced the last five years, but now you have an engine giving you an answer in a second, right? Or milliseconds. So we see a lot of opportunities, especially in variant configuration, in backend, low level, high level, commerce integration, CPQ, uh, even in 3D uh, visualization, how to visualize something. A lot of things are ongoing, and I hope that we will deliver more in 2024, which fits into the all-in approach with SAP and AI. Interesting times. And let's uh, stay with the times. What are your plans or SAP's plans for, for the future roadmap uh, for advanced variant configuration or other uh, configuration products we offer? Yeah, that's of course a long list. Uh, I just had today a meeting uh, because we started portfolio planning for 2408 for next year. So just name a few. We have Besides the mentioned AI, which is uh, one hot topic right now to find uh, applications, use cases, which we could make to a product or include into products, is we open S4, right? We, we make it accessible. So we have a lot of RAPIOs ongoing. So you can uh, write and read data like classes, characteristics, values, and, and rules and back and forth. So we open us towards partners which build applications on BTP. We are working on the UI again. Uh, the Fiori UI, of course, has had limitations to include things. Now we, we offer changes that you can include pictures or icons, make it more visual. 
in the standard. We are working on process integration topics like the multi-level set scenario. If you have a set, meaning three, four components based on one configuration as an extract, uh, you can now do this multi-level, which wasn't possible in LOBC. So we have now, we're now setting the stage towards processes which haven't been there before uh, S4 and ADC, because we don't want to do exactly the same what we had in LOBC. We are targeting every release some pieces of new syntax. And the reason behind this approach is that we have a lot of customers which want to move from LOVC ERP to S4 AVC. And they tell us, hey, we had a lot of developments because we were missing this and this and this. And so we build it on our own. Uh, just to name one, it's called P functions, which we don't support anymore. And uh, they say it's hard for us to move if we can't uh, survive these P functions time. And we would like to get back to standard. So we asked them, what do you need? And if maybe syntax is missing, we deliver. And this is what we do continuously. Then this bundling app we will now ship in, uh, in the beginning of next year is to offer a customer the possibility to bundle product service subscription offerings, uh, service orders into a solution quote, solution order, and don't use the classical modeling in the backend because it's an expert level. And the bundling guys are most often in marketing and they don't want to go that deep into the topic of modeling. So we offered them now a bundling app uh, based on that BTP, which is easy to learn. You just need an hour to understand how it works and you can create a bundle and then sell solutions to your customers. So the roadmap itself is a huge list of topics. We move uh, from year to year and we pick based on, yeah, d different activities outside the market. We listen still to the customer co-innovation group where we are working together with them, partners and customers to target our customer, to ask them, hey, what do you think about this idea? What do you think about that idea? Would you implement this if we deliver? So a ton of ideas, uh, we could spend an hour talking about roadmaps. I would like to talk with you for hours. A lot of information for our listeners today, Marine. Unfortunately, yeah, we are already at the end. Uh, Marine, um, thanks for being on the show today. It was a real pleasure having you. Thank you for having me. And if I could add an uh, information, which is important for the community and for me personally and for my colleagues is, uh, as you stated at the beginning, uh, we are our authors or co-authors of books. And one of them is the SAP Advanced Variant Configuration as Fahana, which was released uh, in the summer this year or in March, uh, April, which was uh, in German. It was, by the way, number one on SAP Press bestseller list in the German version. And it's still in the top 10 as far as I know. And we released the English version just two weeks ago. And it's also, I, I had a, a configuration work conference with uh, 100 customers. And every book I had with me was sold out immediately. So if somebody wants a signed version, let me know. I think I have only one or two left. And if one of the listeners has interest, yeah, just write an email to me. marin.economist.sab.com Brilliant, brilliant and great, Marin. Congratulations. I will bring my book to Waldorf and uh, then maybe if you're there, you can also sign it then for me. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Thanks to you again and uh, all the best to you. And as always, feel free to drop us an email via insightS4 at sap.com and let us know which topics are of your interest. Tune in next time and be inside SAP S4HANA. Okay.